Cayman's Interim Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Atilia Newton, says public health is monitoring developments internationally as the U.S. Centers for Disease Control in the U.S. shortens the recommended time for isolation from 10 days for people with COVID-19 to 5 days if asymptomatic, followed by 5 days of wearing a mask when around others, as well as other changes. Dr. Newton notes public health relies on evidence and guidance from several international institutions, including the World Health Organization, the UK Health Security Agency, ECDC, and the CDC on best practices for COVID-19 management. She tells Radio K-Man they are reviewing current testing and quarantine arrangements to ensure they're the best possible fit to what is a rapidly evolving situation. The CDC statement says their changes are motivated by science demonstrating that the majority of SARS-CoV-2 transmission occurs early in the illness, generally in the one to two days prior to onset of symptoms and the two to three days after. The CDC statement is posted at cdc.gov, and we've shared it on the Radio Cayman Facebook page. Just after midnight, police respond to a report of a man with a firearm near 211 Shedden Road in Georgetown. Officers at the scene spoke to a 37-year-old man who they say fit the description, but after searching the man and the area, say no firearm was found. There was no report of shots fired, nor anyone being hurt. Police also searched a 41-year-old woman on scene with the man, but didn't find anything illegal on her. When they searched her home, however, they found ganja and arrested her on suspicion of ganja with intent to supply and consumption. She was taken to the police detention center for processing and later released on bail. The Ministry of District Administration and Lands announced tide-gate stations are installed to measure tide levels. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens reports. The four tide-gauge stations have been placed at Gun Bay Public Dock in East End, Royal Watler Cruise Terminal in Georgetown, Customs Dock in Cayman Brack, and at Bloody Bay Dock in Little Cayman. Funded by the UK government, the data collected will record tide levels to update the accuracy of tidal predictions for a particular area. The public is asked not to touch or tamper with the equipment in any way. The gauges have two sensors, one being a float in a tube that goes up and down with the water level. The other sensor is a radar gauge measuring height of the water from the sensor. The gauge will be surveyed into the local land datum to enable understanding of its precise location, latitude, longitude and height. The collected data from the tide gauges will be used to better understand vessel navigation within the waters to understand where and when they can transit certain areas or enter a port safely. Port and harbor operations, dredging, surveying, sea level change over time to understand climate change impact, impact on tides during extreme weather events such as high, low barometric pressure, storm surges, influence of tides on coastal ecosystems, improvement of links between vertical reference frames and reduction of seabed mapping data to define datum. The Department of Lands and Survey has also advised their intent to provide the data into the International Oceanographic Commission's Global Sea Level Observing System, which supports a wide range of data use and feeds into the Intergovernmental Coordination Group for the Tsunami and Other Coastal Hazards Warning System for the Caribbean and adjacent regions. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solens. If you'd like more information about the Ministry of District Administration and Lands, visit gov.ky forward slash lands. Changes in the works for the civil service in how it handles things like e-recruitment. Speaking in Parliament recently, Chief Officer for the Portfolio of the Civil Service, Gloria McField-Nixon, said government is about to move into phase two of the upgrades to its human resource management info system. 
there has been a good deal of discussion about the need for the civil service to improve its management information as it relates to personnel management. It has come up before within the context of Auditor General reports as it related to workforce planning, as well as our ability to do any number of things to better forecast the talent needs within the civil service. One of the biggest hurdles, legacy systems that don't talk to each other, which slows down the civil service's ability to collate, cross-reference, and analyze data from multiple departments. So we are investing in the future of talent management within the civil service. The project is benefiting not only the core civil service, but has also estimated to save in the range of a million dollars over five years for SAGCs, who are also been invited to come on board. And the first module going live, e-recruitment giving us the opportunity to promote jobs within the civil service and having persons to be able to do the complete process online without the need to come in to physically drop off papers or emailing documents around, but also for many persons, including young persons. This will give them the ability to go through that process using their mobile phone and to apply for multiple jobs at the same time, having created their profile just once. Ms. McField-Nixon says after that, government will tackle core HR information and payroll. Lawmakers approved $734,000 for 2022 and $252,000 for 2023. The line item, equity investment for purchase of entity assets. Over the past few weeks, we've been taking a deep dive into data provided by the Economics and Statistics Office. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller tonight reports Cayman sees a spike in imports in the first half of the year. According to the semiannual economic report published by the Economics and Statistics Office, the value of merchandise imports made a recovery during the second half of 2021. Notably, imports rose by 18% to just under $600 million when compared to the same period last year. This increase was seen in all categories except commodities and transactions, not elsewhere classified. This spike was also inflated by a general rise in the inflation levels of Cayman's major trading partners particularly in the U.S. Non-fuel imports rose by 18% to nearly $543 million. Within this category, the largest spike was seen in machinery and transport equipment, up by $33 million, miscellaneous manufactured articles up by $32 million, and manufactured goods up by almost $22 million. Additionally, fuel imports rose by almost 18% to $56.6 million. The quantity of fuel imports rose by 33% to $25.5 million imperial gallons. Due to increased imports of diesel and gas while aviation fuel and propane imports fell. Notably, the quantity of diesel fuel imports rose by 41% while the quantity of gas imports increased by 73%. Total cargo imports rose by 27%. The report shows this was due to increased imports in all categories. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.